Hello and welcome to the Luke Luke Life podcast, the podcast where two people named Luke, two idiots named Luke, sit down and talk about anything, really. Got anything to add up to that, Luke? Um, I just have to emphasise that, yeah, we're both idiots, so anything <laughs> that we say here may not reflect a true situation, it's all opinion-based, based off no research or facts whatsoever. Yeah, literally um, zero research. Yes. I try to do some, but I just got bored before this podcast, so I'm just here to talk. I'm a, I'm a reactionary. Nice. I, I, I learn as I do things. Um, so I kind of have two, but kind of only have one, because I actually only put one onto my computer. Um, okay. There's a new credit card available. Oh, is this there's a Razor a, a one? New, yeah, the Razor yeah. credit card. <laughs> RGB as well, right? Yeah, the uh, the logo lights up because it's Razor. It has to light up. It's the logo. Exactly, RGB. It can't not light up. But yeah, I, 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 did you, I saw that on Twitter. Did you actually look into it? No. So it's in it beta currently. Mm-hmm. It's in beta with 1,337 users. How do you sign up for this beta? Because I'm intrigued. Uh, you have to live in Singapore. Okay. So I'm excluded from that then. Um, so, so I'm assuming you read into it. Why? Why <laughs> not? In it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what well, walking razor possibly be wanting to get out of a gaming credit card? Well, there's a razor pay apparently. Users can get an extra ten percent in cash back on razor store and razor gold purchases. So basically, only use that credit card in Razer, use any other credit card anywhere else. <laughs> what, 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 I'm intrigued, what type of credit company will they be? Will they be high interest, give it to anyone who with a breathing pulse? Uh, it's prepaid, oh, so... Oh, so it's a prepaid card, so, yeah. okay. It's a okay. prepaid card with RGB, what's not to like? <laughs> So it's basically a, a, a Razer gift card. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Innovation? A, a RGB gift card, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I wouldn't mind one. <laughs> well, yeah, but what's the point of using anywhere other than Razer's websites? Unless you buy Razer products. Uh, well, you do get cash back on any purchase. Oh, not, so that I, not that I use cash back anyway. I mean, if you have the option for cash back, I and mean, if you pay online, then you just get money back into your bank account. Mm. It's like, Halifax gives me cash back for some places, for my debit card. And I might get like 16 pence back off a cost or something. <laughs> I don't think there's, because there's not much point in cash back at the moment though, because you literally just, there's nowhere to spend cash. No, but, but... So there's two types of cashback. You've got the you got the normal cashback, which you're referring to, but then you've got the digital cashback, like what Halifax does. What Halifax does, they literally just give you the money back into your bank account. At the end of a month, all the cashback you've got, you'll just get back. As if they're sort of saying, I'll, we'll pay 16 pence of it, and we'll just put that money back in your account later on. <laughs> so it's not cash. It's not cashback. That's a really bad term for them to use. It's, it's sort of a discount, it's but you don't. Back. Yeah, money back, sort of. It's a discount, but you don't 
feel the benefit of a discount until the end of the month. Or whenever said company feels like paying, yeah. So apparently there's okay. uh there's three types of the card. You've got okay. a digital version for e-wallets. You've got uh -huh. a standard black card, and then you've got your nice RGB premium card. You know, okay. You gotta have RGB in Razer products. <laughs> you've you've got to, yeah. <laughs> so these cards can be spent anywhere. Yes, it's just a standard credit card, except it's made by Razer. I've got to what I'm baffled as to why Razor are doing this. Rip. Uh, it's so far from what their normal business agenda is. I'm still waiting for the Razor toaster, to be honest. Eventually, Razor will become that company that just sell everything. <laughs> I mean, a, Probably. Bit, a bit like maybe a bit like Itachi. Like, look, Itachi does kitchen appliances, electronics. They do the tr the uh, trains. We, do, we, do, we have we, we, we're a bit of everywhere. There were other companies as well, like Logitech, um, who were in, who were dipping in everywhere. I think this is the first time I've heard of, an, of, an, of a gaming company moving into the financial sector. <laughs> I mean, financial services is a big sector for a gaming company to move into. It's pretty. Apparently, there's a, him, apparently there's Apple and Google credit cards as well. So I love Apple and Google Pay, but I didn't think they were credit cards. Apparently they've got actual cards. Apparently Samsung has one as well. Uh, Venmo's announced one. So lots of companies making cards because, um, why exactly? I don't. I honestly don't know. The idea behind the Razor card is to, as the press release would imply, appeal to the youths and millennials via unique gamified reward experience. A unique gamified reward experience. So unless they're going to literally give you gaming equipment, I'm going to stick with my normal credit card. Uh, I don't think they give you gaming equipment, but they do have a leaderboard. Oh, of course they do. Who can spend the most money? <laughs> this is just another wearing attempt. Is EA involved? Uh, no, not that I could see. But, you know, it is something they'd, they'd be licking their lips at. It would be, right? Look at this. What, 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 all I can see right now is EA coming out like, you get 25% off your ultimate team coins if you buy with a Razer prepaid RGB card. <laughs> and then back goes Trogs and Leaderboards, EA get rich, Razer sat there laughing. The, pro the other problem is, is that Depending what you buy, leaderboards aren't even a good, aren't always a good thing in terms of monetary buying and spending, because it could show a lot of problems. For example, say someone is buying lots of like ultimate team packs with a razor, this leaderboard is just going to expose that person. <laughs> this person can't hide from it. <laughs> like everyone can see this person spending X money and then how secure is it too with leaderboards that means that all the transactions are being stored transactions are being stored elsewhere but they're being stored in a way that it's also visible to public 
Mm. Yeah, um, what, what's going to happen is you're going to have extremely rich people competing with each other to spend the most. Then you're going to have the whales who are being... Um, who are being exploited. Pardon me, exploited. And then you'll have people like me and you who spend your occasional money here and there buying a new game or something. Uh, so, there is actually uh, a leveling system as well, apparently. Oh no. <laughs> There's gamified tasks that can help you level up for a chance at what is currently 2,000 Singaporean dollars. So, this is just pay to win. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, this is actually pay to win. This Although, that, that $2,000 is actually in Razer equipment. Okay, so it's like a $2,000 gift card then. So yes. you buy a gift card, you spend money, you get another gift card. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, it, it's interesting what Razer are doing. I mean, selling gift cards isn't a... It, it's, not a it's not a new thing, so... I just I, I'm a, I don't see the need for leaderboards and leveling systems for buying stuff. I feel that's too easily exploitative. <clears throat> Have you seen um, NVIDIA and them trying to improve video conference technology? <laughs> NVIDIA doing? I, I remember seeing some stuff at the NVIDIA conference on the Announcer 30 series, but I can't remember everything that was announced. What what are we doing with the video conferencing? Uh, so they want to eliminate compression during video calls by using neural networks. Okay. Is this in their new editing software? Uh, I don't know. Oh, is this with Shadowplay? Uh, I'm looking through the article now. So it talks about sending a smaller number of frames. I think it's literally just like I don't think it's using like shadow play or or an editing software or anything. I think it's literally just um an AI is literally rendering what exactly is going on to the video conference. Okay, that's not that could be interesting. So, um, they're doing their own conference and software, is this going to be built into other softwares like Discord? I feel like there'd be a way to select it <clears> in <throat> things like Teams and stuff. So, like, you remember when I had the, uh, the voice changer software? Yes. What the mic I was selecting was the Screaming Bee mic in, like, Discord and stuff like that. So, it'd, it'd probably be something like that. So you'd select okay. NVIDIA's software and then it would it would oh, still display yeah. your exact webcam but it would show what it's rendered. So yeah, so NVIDIA, so NVIDIA would take the webcam, re-render it and project to Teams. Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting actually. Um, but that, that helps people who like doing like this, like podcasts and stuff. Yeah, especially with how bad that. this webcam is. <laughs> I see it be more of a niche feature, but it's definitely a good feature to have for creators and influencers. 
Yeah. yeah it's definitely a good feature. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, uh, speaking of video, what <coughs> do you think? How, how long do you think it'll be before 3080s are actually able to be bought again? 3080s? Uh, I don't know, man. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna be a while. Um, <clears throat> so, do you play? Uh, are you interested in Super Super Mario Smash Bros? Little bit, I know of it and stuff. Um, so they've been making some pretty big players of their cast of characters and something I never expected was Minecraft you can now play Steven Alex yes I Smash heard about this the, uh, the, the, the video was pretty interesting too Steve being the jerk he is found Mario in a cave saw a creeper behind him and bricked him up and locked him into that cave with a creeper behind him. So Mario witnessed first hand what it looks like to play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, those creepers um, can be annoying at times. They really can be. Um, whenever you least expect them, they just come straight around the corner. And you're kind of screwed at that point. I guess another thing we can discuss is the Xbox Series X, the console that is becoming more like a PC day by day. The Xbox. Is it though? I would say the Xbox is. The Xbox One X was more powerful than the PS4, and the Xbox Series X is more powerful than the PS5. But I think what what works funny to see is consoles and our realizing the benefit of having an SSD. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've watched some loading times, and there's some games that went from like forty seconds loading to two. The thing is, though, the thing that's one of the main things that sets computers apart from consoles is just how customizable they are. Yes, like you can have just about any set of configuration you want, basically. Mm-hmm in any case you want. Yeah, the, 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 the flexibility of a computer is unmatched. Con I think that's where the appeal goes to two different types of people though, is the consoles, people... People like consoles because of how easy and simple they are. Because they're filthy casuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's right. Yeah, filthy casuals. Um, we, we'll call them what we are. <laughs> Um, and then the PC is for those people who have a bit more of an understanding and are willing to spend a bit more time in more in optimizing their system more. So as a, a console is great for picking off a shelf, taking it home, plugging in, playing a game. The PC can be a bit more. If you buy a pre-built, then that's pretty much the same. But PC can be a bit more difficult. For example, when I the laptop I've got for university was backed by me myself, 
and I went and I looked at the different specs and stuff, what CPUs were best, what level of RAM was recommended, and all this. Whereas... Uh, what level of RAM? You just looked at the filthy casual RAM. <laughs> I looked at the filthy... Yeah, I didn't look at all the in-depth stuff that you were looking to. Um, I didn't see... Uh, it was L... What was it? LD... LDRMM or something? It's, um... So... Your standard consumer realm, which people use for gaming, is Udim. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Ardim, El Ardim. <laughs> then there's, there's, there's like, uh, Fully Buffed Dim. Uh huh. So there's, there's plenty of options out there. So, um, I've got another story, and this is the ongoing, um, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan debate in gaming. So, okay. have you heard of a newest successful? Well, I don't know how successful it is, but have you heard of a newest game, uh, Genshin Impact? No. Free-to-play mobile PC crossplay game. It's uh, sort of like an RPG that can be played co-op at a certain point. And from what I gather, there's a lot of microtransactions, but I've not played it yet, and I've not looked too much into it. But, um, it's a Chinese-developed game. And in chat, the words Hong Kong and uh, Taiwan are censored. Oof. Okay. So they've straight up just... censored them words. Um... So, whereas most of the time a game company like EA or Activision will censor the words, they'll only censor the Chinese version of the game. Because this is a Chinese produced game, the global version has the full censorship. Okay. And the, the reason for the, at least Taiwan is in 2003 China's Ministry of Culture decreed the word Taiwan falls into the scope of endangering the unity of a nation, sovereignty, and territorial integrity. Yeah, building off of that, actually, there is what's called... Let's see if I can get this properly. I can't even spell, so there's that. <laughs> Oh, I spelled it completely. There's the uh, the anti-secession law, mm -hmm. which um, I can't actually find China's actual government website now, but it basically says that uh, if at any point in time, like mainland China feels that um, the people in Taiwan feel they're too far apart from China and, and aren't part of China, they're just going to roll the military in. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's if at any point in time a peaceful unification cannot be achieved, they're just gonna roll the military in. If we can't, if, if we can't force you to like us, we will force you to like us. Yes, <laughs> basically, basically yeah, yeah. If a backhand won't work, we'll give you a full-on punch to the gut. <laughs> oh no. Ha, China I mean, Embassy dog. There we go. 
I've got another game as well that does it. And this is this is one of the only cases of outside of a game being published from outside China that always ha that also has Taiwan um censored. And that's PUBG. Okay. So PUBG is developed by Bluehole, which is a Korean developer. But because Tang Seng owns a stake in Bluehole, despite it being a Korean developer, it still senses Taiwan <laughs> because the stakeholder is Tencent. This thing is um, it's quite short. Do you want me just to read this full thing out? Yeah, sure. Okay, so this was finalised um, either on the 14th or the 15th of March in 2005. Mm -hmm. So, Article 1. This law is formulated in accordance with the Constitution for the purpose of opposing and checking Taiwan's secession from China by secessionists in the name of Taiwan independence. Promoting peaceful national reunification, maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Straits, preserving China's sovereignty and territorial integrity, and safeguarding the fundamental interests of the Chinese nation. Article 2. There is only one China in the world. Both the mainland and Taiwan belong to one China. China's sovereignty and territorial integrity brook no division. Safeguarding China's sovereignty and territorial integrity is the common obligation of all Chinese people, the Taiwan compatriots included. Taiwan is a part of China. The state shall never allow the Taiwan independent secession forces to make Taiwan secede from China under any name by any means. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I think they're pretty aggressive about that one. Yeah, China, they do not like anyone indicating that Taiwan isn't China. Um, this is how oh, Trump annoyed it? China before he even got into power. Wait, what did Trump do? He met with the Taiwan president. Oh dear. <laughs> I, do, I don't remember. I, 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 don't, I don't remember, recall remembering that, but... It was, it was like just after he got <clears throat> elected, so before he'd even been handed over presidency he met with the Taiwan pres president uh, I mean so I don't know if I can hate Trump for that <laughs> I think that's one of the only good things Trump might have actually done while in office is actually recognize Taiwan as a independent not independent but as a state with its own law. I mean it is it is very it's a huge grey area and the reason for that is exactly Article 3. The Taiwan question is one that is left over from China's civil war of the late 1940s Solving the Taiwan question and achieving national reunification is China's internal affair which subjects to no interference by any outside forces which I suppose Trump did, technically. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that at some point, if other countries start recognising Taiwan's independence, then there's not much China can do. Well, I mean, On they the can still stay adamant to the fact that it's theirs. <laughs> they can do that, but at that point, that's like the kid in the back of class determining that they're not being a dick by screaming and disturbing the class. It, it's it's one of those things of say if like the biggest powers in the world suddenly said yeah we see Taiwan as independent 
Chang has two options, or three options. Carry on being adamant and just forcing Taiwan into a thing and then possibly be sanctioned, well, further sanctions and um, slapped onto them by countries like America and UK. They either accept it, realizing they've lost the power, they've lost their grip over Taiwan and Hong Kong, or they start a war and they just go claim Taiwan forcefully. Well, technically, there was no peace treaty signed from the Civil War. The two are st- still technically at war. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I don't think I class them as being at war. Yeah, the the what? Officially, officially, they're at war. <laughs> In a sense, because there was no peace treaty or anything, there was no end to the actual war. The definitely political turmoil there, but I I wouldn't say that it was if it was still at war. I don't think you have to sign a peace treaty to to declare war being over. Well, I mean, I feel like you do if both governments still exist. I mean, it could just be a simple thing of yeah, sorry, I was a dick, I'll just back down. Talk to you tomorrow. Could be one of those type situations. Yeah. yeah. Article 4 sounds great, by the way. Article 4. Yeah. Accomplishing the great task of reunifying the motherland is the sacred duty of all Chinese people, the Taiwan compatriots included. <laughs> Even those who want Taiwan to be independent are still counting towards the unification of mainland China. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Article oh, no. five, upholding the principle of one China is the basic, is the basis of peaceful reunification of the country. To reunify the country through peaceful means best serves the fundamental interests of the compatriots on both sides of the Taiwan Straits. The state shall do its utmost with maximum sincerity to achieve a peaceful reunification. After the country is reunified peacefully, Taiwan may practice systems different from these of the mainland and enjoy a high degree of autonomy. high degree but not full but I mean to be fair you can access Google in Taiwan the problem is that it's still not full autonomy is it not what right now hmm what right now or well even what mainland Chang was saying they say a high level of autonomy that indicates not full autonomy I think it would be sort of like states in America if you get what I mean. I get what you mean. Um, yeah, because they have different provinces in China, don't they? Yeah. Um, I know, it's difficult, because I, I know nothing about Chinese politics. I, I, all, all, I, all, I, all I can really <clears throat> say on the matter is if a country and its people are trying that hard to separate and getting independence at what point are you at what point do you concede that even if you unify mainland China there will always be that there, there will always be that underlying thing of we hate this we're not part of this well I mean there might be an illusion there might be an illusion of unification like there is now, right now, there's an illusion of unification. 
but we know that there's not. I mean, we yeah. can see it in Hong Kong with all the their, protests. Their government and the flag of Taiwan are both the Republic of China. I thought Taiwan had its own flag. No, it's the Republic of China flag. Taiwan's never actually had its own national flag independently. So, but but it's had its own it's had its own concept of a flag, right? No, it's always been like Republic of China or Japan. So it's, like, it's always been someone else's flag. Taiwan have so independently have never had their own flag. So what flag did Chewie hold up then? And she had her drama. The Republic of China flag. Which is used as the Taiwan national flag currently. And does China not use the Republic of China flag? Nope. Uh, China uses the People's Republic of China flag. Because the government is the People's Republic of China. <laughs> Trying to get my head around Chinese politics is complicated. Uh, it's, we are, it's not in, in this in this bill, by the way, we are slowly getting more aggressive. So, <laughs> Article 6. The state shall take the following measures to maintain peace and stability in the Taiwan Straits and promote cost straits in relations. 1. To encourage and facilitate personal exchanges across the straits for greater mutual understanding and mutual trust. 2. To encourage and facilitate economic exchanges and cooperation. Realize direct links of trade, mail and air shipping services, and bring about closer economic ties between the two sides of the straits to their mutual benefit. Three, to encourage and facilitate cross-strait exchanges in education, science, technology, culture, health and sports, and work together to carry forward to the proud Chinese cultural traditions. Four, to encourage and facilitate cross-strait cooperation in combating crimes and five, to encourage and facilitate other activities that are conductive, conducive to peace and stability in the Taiwan Straits and stronger cross-straits relations. The state protects the rights and interests of the Taiwan compatriots in accordance with the law. In accordance with the law, yeah? Which law's that? So... So, do you know how we've been talking about Taiwan this whole time? Yeah. We've. We, I think we. I think we should also look at Hong Kong, and what the UK of I. I I don't know what was built off of this. Um. But the UK. Are looking, announced on the 3rd of June that they were to change immigration rules for Hong Kong citizens if China passes the law. Basically, um, Britain will change its immigration rules and offer millions of people in Hong Kong a route to citizenship if China imposes new security laws. Um, basically saying that the UK will help Hong Kong people. Yeah, well... The UK used to occupy Hong Kong. Yes. Um, and when they gave it back to China, there were certain conditions that the UK specified, which China 
currently, which was the whole. You remember all the protests about yep. the, the the like the person that got sent to mainland China. Yep. Uh, basically, UK when they gave Hong Kong back to China, they said you can't do that, which is exactly what China did. So, yeah, that's not surprising to me because. The UK gave conditions to China. China is not respecting them, so the UK is like, right, people of Hong Kong, if you want to be back with us, feel free. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember what was built on top of this, but I don't know whether the law was put in place or not from China. Um, but basically, the law was going to make it illegal to undermine Beijing. If you disagreed or undermined Beijing, you were committing a crime. Undermined Beijing's authority. I remember seeing a video, I think it was of someone in Hong Kong. I can't remember what they're doing, they're either singing a song or, or reading a book out loud or something. But it was um, it was against the, the PRC government. And uh-huh. he's just in the middle of the streets doing this. And he had literally 20 police officers surrounding him one person for that one person because it was all anti-government stuff wow um backs over co <laughs> if anything it attracts more attention yeah As, yeah d- one person getting 20 police officers is just gonna make more people resent the government <laughs> It's like, why does this one person deserve to have treated police officers just for expressing his freedom of speech? It's like, look how many people... Actually, because you look at the UK and America, and you look how how many people always denounce and talk out against the government. But we do have a place like China, you get police officers start looking at you funny. Yeah. Okay, we are very close to the the more aggressive stuff, by the way, in this bill. So, Article 7, the state stands for the achievement and peaceful reunification through consultations and negotiations on an equal footing between the two sides of the Taiwan Straits. These consultations and negotiations may be conducted in steps and phases with and with flexible and varied modu- modu- mod- modalities. That's the word. I can read, I swear. <laughs> the two sides of the Taiwan Strait may consult and negotiate on the following matters. Officially ending the state of hostility between the two sides, mapping out the development of cross-straits relations, steps and arrangements for peaceful national reunification, the political status of the Taiwan authorities, the Taiwan region's rumour of international operation that is compatible with its status, and other matters concerning the achievement of peaceful national reunification. Which, basically, just going off what they've said before. And then Article 8. In the event that the Taiwan Independent Secession Forces should act under any name or by any means to cause the, f- the fact of Taiwan's secession from China, or that major incidents entailing Taiwan's secession from China should occur, or that possibilities for a peaceful reunification should be completely exhausted, the state shall employ non-peaceful means and other necessary measures to protect China's sovereignty and territorial integrity. The State Wait, Council no. and the Central Military Commission shall decide on and ex- execute the non-peaceful means, 
and other necessary measures as provided for in the preceding paragraph and shall promptly report to the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress. So, I forgot the specific quote, but go, go, go back to about halfway through that, where it takes some, go back to about halfway through that. There's something I wanted to pick out, but I can't um, remember exactly what it was. What was it about? It was just before you started talking about the military. Uh, so, uh, all that possibilities for peaceful reunification should be completely exhausted. The state shall employ non-peaceful means and other necessary measures to protect China's sovereignty and te- territorial integrity. Vaxit, yes. If non so if non peaceful methods aren't successful, they're basically confirming that they will go the non they'll go the non peaceful route. Yeah, like what I said when I started looking at this is basically at any point in time if they feel Nash like a peaceful deal between the two sides isn't possible, they're just gonna roll the military in. As I can see now why people in places like Hong Kong, Taiwan, fear for their lives. <laughs> it, it's the exact reason why the UK put the offer across to say we will retaliate. Part of it was people in Hong Kong fearing for their lives. Yeah. It's exciting it's, it's to see. It really is. Um, you... you you sort of hope that a, a really big superpower like China would have a bit more of a, a better human rights record. Well, you would, but then at the same time, it's a communist superpower. True. That is true. And we all know what communists don't like. Someone else having a glimpse of power. <laughs> um. Which is why there is one country with the most contradictory name in the world. Which is... The People's Democratic Republic of Korea. People's Democratic Republic of Korea. Is that North? Yeah. Wait, is that it? It's something along those lines. People's Democratic... (laughs) I'm actually Googling this. So democratic relates to democracy. The fact that you said it's hypocritical, I'm assuming that's not South Korea. Because South Korea is just the Republic of Korea, right? Okay, yeah, I was right. Uh, Democratic People's Republic of Korea. And yeah, uh, South Korea is literally just the Republic of Korea. Yeah, and North Korea is a Democratic People Republic of Korea. Which has zero democracy whatsoever. (laughs) Democratic. Yeah, that's, a dicta- that's a dictatorship. <laughs> all communism, all communist places are dictatorships. Depends. Not all communist. I, I would, I would say a dictatorship. I, don't know, I was about to say, I say dictatorship more runs in a, in a more tight knit group. So, for example, in North Korea, you've got people like, like. It, it, I know, there's a, I know there's a difference, like, I think a dictatorship is a more extreme version of communism. 
Um, but then you can also have a dictatorship, which is a more extreme version of capitalism as well, which I believe Italy was in World War Two. <laughs> with with is it Mussolini? Uh, Again, I yeah, I know not so. about his I know not about history, so I could be wrong about World that. But... War II, <laughs> Italian. President. I believe I believe a dictatorship is be very extreme for both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, it is Mussolini. Uh, I think it's time we moved away from all the happiness and joy that is the Republic of China, and we start looking at some more digital stuff, maybe. Despite the whole intro being digital, <laughs> so um, so what's new in the gaming landscape for you? Um, what what catching your eye? Coaches? We can do. We can talk about coaches. Yes. Um, for people not aware what the context behind this is, um, recently in Counter Strike Global Offensive, thirty-seven coaches have been banned for an exploit that has been that has been for an exploit that has been known about and used for the last three years. So I was watching... Years, it's literally that exploit has existed the entire time I've probably played Counter-Strike. About, well, that's about three, four years then. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching a video from War Hour yesterday and he did the math and I think it's something about 260 people have been affected by this. No, 260 people have known about this based off the amount of teams that have had coaches banned. Teams such as FaZe, teams such as NIP, MIBR, Furia have all had coaches banned. Um, Navi, I believe, have, a, have had two coaches banned. So Navi are quite thin. Um, however, the one thing that I didn't realise is these people are banned just for knowing about it and using it. So this is a glitch that on exploit that happens at random. I don't believe there's a way to actually recreate it. From what I gathered from what I was visual, there's not a way to recreate it. And what's happened, can't remember which coach it was, but there, there was a coach on one of the teams, and I believe FaZe Clan was also a coach who had it happen to him where there is a, a coach who he because it tracked every single game that it was used in and what this coach had a record of it he, he used this exploit one round every single game of a tournament but what 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 the without, without, without context that's like okay you use that for one round cool but with context and when you look at the data and try to create a story behind it, it's possible that the coach realized what was happening, but to the admins and reset the game so he wasn't in the exploit. Because it was only ever the first round of a game. Any game he was caught in the exploit spot, he only used it for one round. And then it stopped. I completely forgot you would talk about them. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> Wait, who was that again? I can't remember who it was. 
Um, it was just an example of a what I will use yesterday, okay. and it sort of makes oh. it. It's sort of a thing of they're what they've done is they've banged the coaches just because they've been in a lobby where it's being active. But what they should be doing is they should be getting witness testimonies and actually looking at the evidence. Yeah, I mean, uh, Robin, who was who was the face coach, mm-hmm. uh, he has hit back saying the ESIC ruling is rather unfair towards him. I believe it was a face coach. They lost 16-1 in the game he supposedly exploited. Well, right, so... Uh, this is what he said. Uh, I directly joined the coach slot and I see that my point of view was stuck over the A-site on train. I'm then reconnecting a few times and I'm still stuck. The players join and the match is about to start and I think that my view will go back to my team when the- they start the match. As there's always a restart before matches go live, which is, yeah, you've got a knife round to do. If not a knife round, then you will get, like... I think ESCA has, like, five restarts or something before you get into the actual game. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's not happening, and I'm still stuck. So at that point, I make what I consider to be an honourable decision, and I tell my team I have this view, I mute my microphone, and I don't talk during this full map. And that's why I've lost 16-1. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but then I believe he told the coach the game after, right? Oh, not the coach, the admin the game after when it happened again. Uh, the following day we have another match and I get this view again. I now figure it's not a one-time thing, it's a real bug. I immediately write the admin directly that I had the same bug the match before and now again. I clearly state exactly which view I had the match before and that I now have the same view. This time after I reconnect my players joined and it worked fine after this time I don't think I ever see it again. Yeah, so that's why what I was saying about the ECIS and the other e- is it ESIC? ESIC. Esports Independent Commission. Yeah. So but that's why what I was saying that we need to actually look at the testimonies and look more into detail because with what happened there, if the players can vouch, the fact we lost 16 1 is a pretty obvious thing as well. <laughs> that he didn't exploit. He was in that situation, but at that point, that's Valve's fault. They actually lost to Astralis 16-1 during this time. But do you know what I think the worst thing about this whole thing is? What? This is being reported now for three to four years, and Valve haven't done a single thing about it. No, because Valve don't really care. They only started caring uh, when Valorant first came out well yes yeah, the only thing that was competing and I mean you already see look how many Counter-Strike players and how Valorant players well it's in specific regions right it's in specific regions yeah but like you get a lot of NA players yeah, you've got a lot of Korean players mm. a lot of Korean players like Korean CS is dead there's like two players left <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing is CSGO, I always press CS as the one of the most diverse games because it has like Danish, Swedish, people all around Europe, people all around Asia, people all around the US, people all about South America. It, I would I would even go as far as say it was more diverse than League. Well, I mean, now, look, at, look at the team that we were watching, right? Because we were watching Guardian stream. Yes. In the IM Beijing qualifiers, you've got three Swedes 
a Slovakian and mm-hmm. an Estonian. Yeah, so that's the thing is, Counter-Strike is massive in Europe. But it's dropping everywhere else. Like, South America's picking up Valorant. Asia's picking up Valorant. NA's picking up Valorant. You've got all the influences going to Valorant. And let's be real, right? We're, we're entering a world where influences are more valuable than esports players. I think... Orgs are, orgs are trying to sign influences now with priority over esports players, which I've got to say, personally, I dislike this whole thing of influences being bigger than esports players because I love watching esports tournaments. But I can't sit back and deny how big of an influence influences have on the scene as a whole. I mean, a game is classed as dead if influencers don't play it. Like, look at Valorant. Valorant has when Valorant has people like Ninja and Shroud playing it. Shroud not so much, but Ninja scrims and Ninja's got an influencer team. Yeah, I think influencers are going to it though because it's a new game. Like. It's new, a new game in the genre, so... It is, but what other game has lasted this long recently? I think Valorant has survived the honeymoon period now. Fall Guys hasn't really survived the honeymoon period. It's still a big game, it's not dead by any means. But the honeymoon period for Fall Guys is over. Among Us is on its way out. The honeymoon period for Among Us is over. Phasmophobia is now just starting to get spotlight. But who knows how long Phasmophobia will last for. Valorant, on the other hand, is still going strong. We looked the other day and Valorant had, more, had what, double the viewers of CSGO? Uh, yeah. Valorant constantly in the top things. Like, I'll go look now quickly. And I'll go browse. Ch- um, high to low. Yeah, Valorant is sat at 40,000 viewers. Valorant is only... B- Actually, at the moment, CSGO has more viewers, but that's because ESL is streaming. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. CS only gets big views if there's a tournament. Welcome to Call of Duty pre-Warzone. <laughs> um, so currently, we, currently Valorant is... Um, I want to say 13 from the directory. But it's still beating games like Dota. Beating games like Minecraft, GTA 5, beating games like Hearthstone. And it's being beat by games like Apex, which Apex has just got a cross-play thing, so that's why Apex is up there. Fall Guys, like I said, still going strong. FIFA is because it's a new game. Among Us, because you know why Among Us is there. Baldur's Gate 3, because Baldur's Gate, I'm pretty sure, is a new game. Fortnite, because Fortnite hasn't died yet. And Warzone. No. So when you look at the games beating Valorant, they're the juggernauts in the scene. I bet but I for... bet people absolutely hate this. Uh, Pimp has been nominated as Analyst of the Year. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's ne- he's Danish. He's next um, CS Pro. Okay. Um, but a lot of people hate his voice. <laughs> I actually oh, kind of like it. I think it's I think it's not too bad. But I I somewhat <laughs> like the Danish accent anyway. I think it, mm. I think it's a nice sounding accent, um, but yeah, a lot of people just do not like Pimp as an analyst or a commentator. <laughs> so it's funny to me oh, that cool. he's been nominated as uh, 
on the list of the uh... <laughs> so here's a question then how long do you think it will be before CSGO's either replace of new Counter-Strike or CSGO just dies I think I don't know if it'd be in, in a new Counter-Strike but I think Source 2 has to come out at some point it has to if Counter-Strike's gonna live so I don't see Counter-Strike I don't see CS dying for at least another 5 or 6 years the game is too strong but it's been 8 years since CSGO was released and let's be real all Valve are doing at the moment are updating the maps yeah. the, the, the anti-cheat sucks this week I've had two reports saying that someone's been banged because I've reported them yeah, I still need to check my other accounts, by the way, and see uh, see who uh, who got banned if uh, they were in our games. I mean, look at this whole trusted mode thing that we struggled with the other day as well. Oh my god, trusted mode. All trusted mode has done is screw over legit people. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's limiting our... our sort of, like, you, like, you struggling to use OBS with it. It's limiting our functionality to... It's limiting our functionality to stop maybe two cheaters at most. It's really not doing anything. It's a shame because CSGO can be a fun game. But I think the two things that are killing CSGO personally is A. Valve just not caring about the game. And B. I'm finding toxicity in CSGO is rising as more people are leaving for Valorant. Don't get me wrong, Valorant is just as toxic. <laughs> but I've but it's to the point now where I can't solo queue without muting at least one person on the team. Yeah, but that's an um Yeah, but it wasn't like that last year when I played. It wasn't like that year before when I played. It's only recent. It wasn't even like that a couple of months ago when I started playing again. Like I could solo There's... queue back when I first started playing again. I mean, so there is like a around. middle ground in the ranks where it is more toxic. Like, I mean, at higher ranks and at lower ranks, you can get the toxic people, but you, mm. especially at lower ranks, you're more likely to get people that are there for fun. If you get what I mean. That's true. The people at the lower rank. I don't know, I'll say the lower rank, or at least in Baron, the lower ranks are more toxic. But then again, what, what we've got to remember is that in Baron, silver's the equivalent of Golden Over. Yeah, I, I'd say like Golden Overs and MGs are probably the most toxic people in CS. Oh, great. I'm, I'm MG1, I need to get out of that spot quickly. <laughs> but I mean, Evan doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, we need to get you playing Face It. Yes, uh, I need to play Face It, yeah. Because that's, that's the thing, when I play with, like, you and play with Bill and play with other people, there's, there's, hardly, any ever, there's hardly ever any toxicity in the game. When I solo queue, there's at least one person calling someone else something. Or someone I think that's just because of my account, though. <laughs> Your trust factor is supposed to be low, though. No, like, what the account is. True. True, true. Okay. We're on the topic of esports. I've got a burning question. Okay. And 
I believe I've asked, I, I've not asked you this. I've asked you related to the topic, but I've not asked you this direct question. Do we think the CDL will blow up if it goes PC? Um, no. You don't? No. Why is that? Because in the genre, CS and Valorant have it beat. It's COD is it's it's gotten better, but it's still too arcadey. Yeah, they're two completely different games. So I, I you can't compare Valorant CS to COD. If you go to compare that, you'd have to compare Overwatch and Rainbow Six. I'd say. Rainbow Six and Overwatch are the two current big esports that are most like the CDL. But then I just said, Siege, with the way it works, is more similar to CS than COD. In terms of gameplay, yes. In terms of game mechanics, no. For example, it's a lot more forgiving Siege. So if I miss a bullet with the AK, I have to then cut spray, con uh, re spray control to get the AK back down. In a game like Siege, if you miss a head, you just have to move your cursor to the left or right. Uh, so I so just... it's a bit more forgiving in that aspect, I've which just, is what I'm um... sort of get getting at. I've just found something out. Mm -hmm. uh, Heroic are currently the number one ranked team in the world in CS. Never even heard of them. <laughs> they were... I mean... They're not the best team, because they're not even mm -hmm. the best Danish team. <laughs> How have they gotten to number one? That is... What? Okay, I mean, they won Cologne. They came third at Pro League. Yes, yeah, season top Pro League, they came third in Europe. Won Cologne. Second at DreamHack Open Summer. Fourth at CS. Okay, so they've had some good results, but like, what? <laughs> I mean, the team in second, Astralis. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean they two owed each other, like earlier on in Pro League, Heroic two owed Astralis, and then when it comes to to getting into the final, I think, uh, Astralis two owed Heroic. This is, <laughs> this is so unexpected. <laughs> Heroic is ranked first. <laughs> who, 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 who is it that was doing the rankings? Ah, uh, HLTV. So they're quite respectable in the community then. Um, I guess they've got their reasons. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of rankings have been screwed up recently because everything's online. I thought CS got halted with majors and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everything's online, so. True. And usually your your ranking points is split up in between um stuff like form. You've got your land ranking as well. Mhm. Mm I guess achievements form 
and LAN ranking, which are obviously one of those. So how do you even rate that at the moment? I mean, you can't rate the LAN ranking for definite. I mean, this whole year has been, pardon me, this whole, this whole year has sort of just been a shit show in terms of eSport tournaments and stuff. Just in general. I mean, there's been some big moves and big players in eSports, but it's all being on the influencer side. Like, look at Team Liquid's new signing, who, the actor from Sex Education. They, they, they've just signed him. But it's all influencer focus this year, and I think that's why influencers have suddenly shut up. Like influencers are always on the way to overtaking pro players, but influencers have sort of shut up even more since COVID, I'd say, because the lack of ranked tournaments, the lack of storylines going on, and the, the more relying on home entertainment and online entertainment. A pro doesn't always have time to entertain their player first. Whereas an influencer is an influencer first. So someone like Ninja who's playing Valorant on his influencer team, he's an influencer first. So he can still provide the entertainment better than what a pro player could. Um, so someone on HLTV is... Uh is saying about how good a guy called Munzi's going to be in the future mm -hmm. uh, which to be fair he does look like he's 15 and he does look like an incredible player uh, but the reason he's saying he's going to be he's going to be good in the future uh, is because he was on a private server by himself just finding new grenades which is nothing special you know I've done that plenty Wait. of times I found the Fnatic smoke just by chance. Yeah. I'm going to be a great player. <laughs> so, I found what happens I... if I throw this smoke? Lands the exact yeah. Fnatic CT smoke on Mirage. Okay then. I'm out. Lit... Yeah, it was literally my second attempt at throwing the smoke, and I, I mean, you just start freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I've seen the Fnatic play. I know that we've never actually won a round when performing that play. But I didn't realise I'd execu executed their smoke. I mean, they've never run around doing that play because they've been terrible at splitting the B site. Yeah, whenever I've watched that play happen, the B the, uh, app players are always about five seconds behind the CT players. <laughs> App's players are sat towards backups and then you've got, like... JW or something, just going, ha ha, market split, go burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it makes you wonder, we, we get the time, we must get the timings right in practice. Otherwise, we wouldn't try it in, in, in uh, practice. We, we wouldn't try it in the, in the actual tournament. No, yeah. But how do they go from practicing, when me messing up once is fine, everyone's human, we make a mistake, but they made the same mistake twice. Well, they made the mistake the second time because someone threw a smoke in apps. Mm. And they didn't want to go through it, which, to be fair, the attention from market would have allowed them to go through that smoke anyway. Yeah. They would have... 
even if one person's still looking apps, just trade out. I mean, I'm saying just trade out. I can't aim for Hex, but still, these are poor players who can, so. Yeah. It, feels, uh, it feels weird with my newfound RAM knowledge. Especially <laughs> 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 on HL TV, like. Uh, saying how RAM doesn't cost much. Oh, <laughs> it depends on what type of RAM you're going for, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet child, how innocent you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going for your, your standard UDIM, then you know it is. It's not too bad. I think gamers only need to concern themselves with Corsair RAM, and that's about it. Corsair best RAM. Yeah, just get uh, Corsair. Corsair Avengers. best UDIM RAM. <laughs> <laughs> just get Corsair. Just get a high Herx. Get DJR4 and you'll be fine. Thing is, if I had the money, I could see myself in the future creating a workstation PC just so I can have, like, SK Hynix RAM or something. <laughs> sure, you can have that in, like, a gaming PC. But you need a, a workstation motherboard. Oh, okay. The problem is that, that, that what workstation would you have that would benefit from it? Utilize that sort of component? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do actually want to give like Intel Xeon processing as a go, like with gaming. I mean, that'd be interesting, but would there not be possible bottlenecking involved? Otherwise, Xeons would be used in top-end gaming rigs now. Um, well, if you had a good GPU, like I'm talking like 20 or 30 series, uh, have something like a workstation motherboard where you can get something like SK Hynix RAM, I don't see the issue. <laughs> I mean, we're probably talking like thousands of pounds here, but yeah, it's uh, it's not cheap. You might need a Titan, RTX Titan. The thirty ninety is basically going to be a Titan. But yeah, the thirty ninety is a thirty series Titan. Oh, we're not we're not doing a Titan, but it's going to be the big, the big number one. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you ever make a PC like that, I'll be interested to see what the benchmarks like. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know what you need to do first? You need to get yourself a business account. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I try. Did I tell you about the the processor I found? No. That had like a ridiculous amount of cores. No. Okay, products. Intel Xeon. Oh, I don't even remember, like, what set it was. I think it was like Platinum or something. Sorry about that, I'm back. Is it this? 
think it was this. It doesn't give me a price though. I want price. Aha! Here we go, I found it. Okay, so <laughs> the Intel Xeon Platinum 8380... A max turbo frequency of 4.3 gigahertz. Uh, a TDP of 250 watts. So, you know, it's a beefy boy. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's currently valued at $13,000. And this is just one processor. <laughs> this is just one processor, but it has 28 cores. 56 wow. threads. Hang it on crisis. I think it could probably run it twice. <laughs> okay. Can it run TNT in Minecraft? I think it can run a nuclear explosion in Minecraft. <laughs> I think you underestimate Minecraft's power. <laughs> I don't think I... The vertical segment, server. <laughs> Why would that be? It's crazy to think, like, some of it... Like, how powerful some of these components are. Oh, my God. But how... Like um, that, that, that CPU would bottom that card. Uh, would it though? I've I just, mean, that's a very powerful CPU. I've just seen the uh, the max RAM available. Okay. So it's using Ardim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not Udim. Um. Max max size, four point five terabyte. Okay, you can then use five Google Chrome tabs. Four point five terabyte of RAM. I mean, do you remember when Bill Gates said you never need more than what hundred twenty eight megabyte of RAM? He has me with thirty two gig. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying with thirty two gig too. It's like. Installed by you, me. You, yes, that's true. Installed by you. Uh, you, 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 you. I would go as far as saying, but eight gig isn't even enough these days. But there, you I'm do see, you do see some recommended games where it's like recommended eight gigabyte. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's put it this way: my PC's got thirty-two gig, and right now, I'm walking at thirty-one percent usage. <laughs> That's because HitFilm is on in the background, but a uh, Google Chrome's using nearly a full gig of RAM just yeah, by having I, three uh, tabs open. I when I play Minecraft, I've um, I dedicated eight gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> oh dear, I can't remember how much I dedicated of RAM to Minecraft. Um. No, but my laptop, which my, my uni laptop that has 16 gig RAM, is even just by using my university applications and stuff like Teams, um, Word, 
oh, that's your normal sort of stuff. I'm I'm hitting over fifty percent memory usage. Just from Yugi stuff. Yeah. And that's a sixteen gig. So if I went for eight gig, who knows? Let's have a look. I think we're getting to the day and age where if you want to do anything serious on a computer, sixteen gigs for this. Yeah, me and live streaming right now, I'm using twenty seven percent. Okay. I'm using a solid eight point five gig. That's I'm fun. using I'm using 9.9 .9 gig and most of that is coming from HitFilm which has finished rendering so I can close that now actually close HitFilm close hit I mean, on the bright side my CPU is a solid 4.69 gigahertz right now 4.69 best number <laughs> mine's 4.9 gigahertz is this my Ex max? So I've got a base speed of 3.6, but it's currently at 4.9. I can't spell. Why can't I spell? I5-9600-KF. Okay, so I'm actually over my max turbo frequency, by the way. Okay. It says on Intel's website that the max frequency is 4.6 gigahertz. Uh-huh. And you're at 4.69. Yeah. Apparently, I'm just good at setting up computers. <laughs> I tell you what my maximum speed. I think it's like it's either 4.9 or it's 5.4. Can't remember exactly what. But... I can. If anyone knows. I can uh, go up to 128 gigabyte with this CPU on RAM. What RAM? I don't know how much RAM I can go up to actually. Let me do a check. Um, what do you have again? I've got a 9700K. Let's see what I can go up to. So it can go up. So it's got a max frequency of 4.9 hertz, which is what I'm at. It can go up to 128 gigabyte DGF or 266 two RAM. Um, Next number of memory channels. Yes, yeah, I'm up to 128 gig of RAM. Oh yes, look at that beefy built-in GPU you've got. <laughs> the uh, Intel UHD Graphics 630. Aye, it's, it's that good. <laughs> No, I'm I'm pretty happy with where my PC is. A bit of me is questioning whether I want to maybe do a 3080 in the next year, so I can start running games at 2K, at a higher frame rate with a bit better graphics. Because with 2070 does it does allow me 144Hz at 2K, but my quality has to be lower, and a bit of me doesn't think it's quite worth it. Yeah, I've been trying to like, because I want to like build a server computer, so I've been trying to look for for CPUs to get that are cheap, that are going to be worth it. I mean, I 
Pete tell you the best way to get a server computer you'd never listen? Because I want to build my own. Take it apart and rebuild it? No. <laughs> or buy a new case and rebuild it and a new case. I'm actually going to be using the case in my current computer. Wait, what? Like, the case my current computer has is going to mm -hmm. be the server computer case. Oh, you're getting a new case, case for this. Fair so yeah, at some point I'm literally basically going to rebuild my current computer just to change the case. I mean, a case upgrade's a nice aesthetic change. So, um... I'm, actually, I'm quite happy with my case, I don't think I'll change anytime soon, but... It's also an ESL certified computer, so... I don't want to lose that ESL badge on the case. <laughs> Because normally it says Cooler Master, but I've got ESL, so I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. It's one of the reasons I got it, it was a limited edition. When I change the case, there is literally mm -hmm. only going to be one part left in my computer that I got from PC Specialist. <laughs> Which is that bit? The heatsink, the CPU heatsink. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You've upgraded everything else. Yeah. Got a different CPU, different RAM, different um, motherboard, different mm. GPU. I don't even have the hard drive it came with. Oh dear. You've got a brand new computer then, basically. Yeah, basically. See, I've not yet swapped anything. I've only added. I added an SSD and I've added RAM. I've not swapped anything yet. That will come eventually, but yeah. But that's—I mean—that's partly how computers could stay alive. Like this thing is technically five years old, mm. but because of the customization available, it can still play F1 2020 on like high settings. Mm. The problem is though. Is a computer five year old? At what point does it become a new computer? Um, because if you swap that much stuff about, at what point? Because you've you've changed the CPU, you've changed you've changed the brain, you've changed the motherboard, you've changed the GPU. So, at what point does it become a new computer? I think it's just evolution, like you know, Pokemon evolution. That is true. It's just like that constantly, I think. No, because imagine, I think, especially if you change the case and all the components and you back a new computer. In my opinion. Nah, it's just Pokemon Evolution. <laughs> no, but Pokemon Evolution still keeps the mind of a Pokemon. You've actually got rid of a CPU, which is the brain of a computer. Well, I mean, it transitions, like, you know, I had this hard drive before I got the new computer components. True. So the hard drive was the first thing I got. I say got, I rescued it from an old computer from, like, a long time ago. <laughs> I just think about things... Uh, pardon me, I only had five hours sleep last night. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> to the point where I even sent a message to my uni group saying I'm going to die anyway because I've watched some more sleep. Um, but I think of things too emotionally, so that's why to me the computer, at some point the computer becomes a new computer. It's like a human. If you changed my brain, my heart, and my visual, and my sort of right lungs and stuff, at that point I'd be a new human. <laughs> I sort of see the computer the same way. Once you like change the brains, the heart, and the power, sort of a different beast altogether. Nah, it's just Pokemon Evolution. Evolution, yes. But evolution also takes on new forms and new identities as well, so... I think it's healthy that a computer evolves. I mean, it has to, to stay actually working and functional these days, but... So, is the, uh, is the conclusion of this conversation that computers are basically Pokemon? They're not as cute, but yes. I think that's basically it. <laughs> we, we don't send them into battle. They're not as cute. I don't know, some people would argue we do send them into battle. Not fist battles, we don't. <laughs> we don't send them into physical confrontation. Uh, we share similarities to Pokemon. Um, apart from Pokemon, as far as we know, Pokemon aren't genetically created. And built by humans. That is Although, true. actually, no, they were. Mewtwo. Mewtwo was built by human. Genetic, a genetically modified version of Mew. Okay. So it's possible. Maybe computers are Mewtwo. <laughs> wow, that took a twist. <laughs> Amazing. That took a huge twist. Uh, the whole conclusion of today's conversation is that computers are Mewtwo. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm back. I'm. I'm back. I don't have much else to say. What? What, what about yourself? Um. I don't know. Annoyance from Mercedes fans as uh, team members test positive for COVID. Oh, that's not good. No, it isn't. Oh, we get better soon. Um, Theoretically, uh, Mercedes F1 team can still race. Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to do like bubbles and that within teams. Mm -hmm. So both Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas can still race. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for anyone that isn't aware Honda is going to be withdrawing from F1 after next year because, well according to them in their statement they said they want to be a greener company which hints towards Formula E uh, however it does mean that Red Bull has just been completely screwed over because Ferrari and Mercedes don't want to work with them, and Mercedes can't actually supply any more customer teams. 
And, well, the relationship between Red Bull and Renault is horrendous after the previous breakup. So Red Bull are kind of in a between a rock and a hard place, then. Yeah, one of the suggestions from uh, fans has been to just buy Honda's IP and build their own engines. I mean, that seems like a reasonable way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they have the resources for it, especially with the budget cap in place now. You can't trust someone else. Just do it yourself. Do I have to do everything around here? <laughs> that Apparently, kind of, that yes. kind of mentality, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have I two mean, teams in F1. It would open up more to what for Red Bull because they're being, they can start optimizing the engines specifically for themselves. Yeah. So it would open more. It would, it would probably open more opportunities for them. I mean, who knows? They might be able to sell to customer teams as well. Maybe, Maybe. get a bit more money. Man, imagine a McLaren Red Bull. It'd be interesting to say the least. So, uh, well, at approaching an hour and a half, are we are we winding now down now? I've got I don't have much else to say. Um, I'm gonna try to keep a few things for next week. Okay. Um. Next week I will have a webcam because I will have moved into my university accommodation. So yeah. I will be on camera. Do you like um? Do you like the mirror, by the way. <laughs> the mirror. It's uh, yeah. this big mirror here. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. That's, uh... I've got actually. I've actually got two fans. I've got that fan like there, mm-hmm. and then I've got a a, a smaller fan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Let's forget that pun. Let's forget that pun. Uh, there's a yeah. It, I think the wire is too short or something. It won't move from its position. Oh dear. But there's like a short, a smaller fan which fits on a desk, basically. Well, mm. it doesn't fit on this desk. There's no space, but it fits on a desk. <laughs> mm. I almost. Yeah, I'll give a setup. To, I'll give a setup to her next week um, for yourself. There's no plate on the camera. Yeah, I I almost dropped a glass. That's what the the clinging was. Just knocked okay. it straight off. That'd be a good way to end it off, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> and on that glass smashing, it was time to. Time <laughs> to <laughs> We'll see you next week. <laughs> stay safe and be. What 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 was it? Um, stay safe and what? On that bombshell. We'll see you later. Good night. Is that what it was? Yeah. It's been a long time since I watched Clarkson. Yeah, well, I mean, going to just, you know, hasn't been as great as Top Gear. It's not being as good, no. Um, I still enjoy going to it from what I've watched of it, but... Yeah, I was, I'm was. i using um a, wire, a Wi-Fi adapter, by the way, to point at things. <laughs> I mean, what else is it useful for? Uh, absolutely nothing, because I've got a five meter long Ethernet ex- cable. Exactly, so you don't even need a Wi-Fi extender. 
What what peasant needs Wi-Fi? Yeah, exactly. Um, I do not apologize to any peasants in chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but as someone who's been playing on a Wi-Fi thing up until last week, it's horrible. It's not an optimized gaming experience whatsoever, and I do not recommend it to anyone. Yeah, no. I remember when I didn't have Wi-Fi in Swansea, actually. Like, no internet at all in the place I was living at. Oh dear. And it was suck. it was after I'd uh, moved from 4 Gore Terrace to 5 Gore Terrace. <laughs> that must suck. Um, yeah, I I had like a like a hanger in the corner of the room mm-hmm. where like for coats and things. And what I ended up doing was moving things out the way and setting up this really makeshift desk in the corner with my laptop because mm-hmm. if I put my laptop there and use this ethernet, this uh, wireless extender, I could actually access Fo's, um Wi-Fi because <laughs> I still oh. have the passwords. <laughs> you're finessing. You're finessing at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you're just finessing people. <laughs> I mean, no, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, I was I was doing that, and then whenever I had to to play, because that was at the time of when Two Ton was doing a tournament. Mm. Uh, so then, when I was playing in the tournament, I was playing in my university library. <laughs> That's dedication, right there. Yeah, I, I don't think there were some people that were particularly happy with me just going in and then being like, There's one shot! <laughs> I can imagine people not being happy with that, but then and where else you can go? True, true. So, yeah. I think, I think, I think universities need a gaming room now. Wouldn't be a surprise if there was one in, in a Danish uni. True. I mean, they have well, high school leagues now. Yeah, that's something the UK needs to pick up on. <laughs> but one thing I'm happy about is that if my internet ever goes down, thankfully I'm a two-minute walk away from Belong in Bristol. Yeah. So I've always got that backup. When I was in London, it would take me an hour to get Belong if I ever needed to. Which I did a couple of times. But in Bristol, it's a five-minute <laughs> walk. Just got to Belong pay for some time. It's like, oh, why are you using this today? Um... I had an esports tournament, internet down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I have a furthest away seat? That's the quietest, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget the time I was in Belong. I was sat next to father and his child, and I won a 1v2 crook song, CS score, and I screamed something how that I shouldn't have, and the kid just looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the kid and the father were not happy with me. <laughs> but it was a 1v2 crutch and that was extremely weak and you know I can't pistol in CS go I can pistol in Baron somewhat decently but I can't pistol in CS <laughs> so that's bad oh, I, I remember I, when I, we were playing Valorant recently and mm-hmm. you and Loki were like oh okay we got the we got the jet op main here we go and then as soon as the round starts I just rip the head off someone on the other team Yes. So I I act. So I I, I think Loki might be listening to this, 
Um, but she didn't tell me we were swapping from Spike Rush to Unrated yesterday. <laughs> and I caught as a meme I just picked yet. I mean, thankfully, it was Unrated. So I was, I, I wasn't entering as Jet. Screw that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an entry fragger. Um, I tried. I tried to be up and close with people. Easy. Yes, Rocky is here. Rocky baited me. <laughs> She knows it as well. She knows she did. But I, 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 to me, if Jet had a better ult, she would be an S tier agent. Jet, I think I you just can't use Jet's ult. I can't. <laughs> I can't use Jet. Like, I did did I show you the clip of uh, Chief from the team using Jet's ult? No. He got four headshots. Oh damn! I've seen so many good players of Jet's ult, and Jet. Is without a doubt the flashiest, the the playmaker. That's what Jet is. Yeah. She's a playmaker. She's a flashy one. But her ult is horrid. I love her mobility. Well, her ult is horrid in for a game. You. <laughs> yeah. In a game that's that slow, her mobility is great. I used her dash quite a few times to kill someone or to get a trade. Like, there was one point with Faisal on Ascent where he died at B, and I dashed up and traded him out. And that's what Jet can bring, is Jet brings that mobility. Um, which I like. But she's a bit too... Uh, yeah, we used, we used playing Valorant when I was doing like my uni tasks. Yes, we were. I had a couple of uh, phonetics tests to do. Oh, that sounds like fun. Definitely didn't cheat. Oh, don't cheat. Oh, no. You don't learn by cheating. I will report right. you to... Uh, Backbang. I'm, I'm going to say I Backbang. didn't cheat on the basis in actual exams. We have a time... We have a chance... Like, we have a limited time beforehand when we're actually in the room to literally remake the IPA chart from our our memory. So we just get a blank chart and we have to remake the entire thing from memory. And then we can use that in the exam. Uh -huh. So doing these two tests, I opened up the IPA chart. Fair dues. Uh, use whatever resources available. Yeah, I was being resourceful. Because... Exactly. Remember in Wooden with those, like, those cards? Was it with five hours? Was it a five hours and one of them wasn't an R? <laughs> Something like that. But you had like the you had like the cards as well, like the little reward cards. Did we? Yeah. I'm trying to remember back. I mustn't have been good enough for one. <laughs> it was it was like year seven got like these reward cards. I remember good points and behavior points. <laughs> or was it an achievement point? I don't even remember. I don't remember much about Woodham, to be honest. I mean, you got to think, that was like, what, five years ago we were at Woodham now. Yeah. Didn't they at one point get rid of the split lunch times and then tell all, like, Key Stage 4 people to go to one and then the Key Stage 3 go to the other? I can't remember. Because we had two dining halls. I can't remember. For Americans, that's have. a canteen. 
Our cafeteria. Yes. What is it? Durham and Branksmith, is it? Uh, I think it's Branksom. Branksing. Where's Branksmith? What were our house names as well? We had Raby. Yes, Raby. There was, was one that began, I was in Raby. There was one that began with We were in L. the same tutor group because we were in, you were in Raby. Were we? <laughs> yeah. We had like four people named Luke in our tutor Wait, were you in my tutor group? I think so. I remember there being four people named Luke in my tutor group. There was in my tutor group. Wait, were you with Mr. Tebbs to start with? Yes. And then went to Mr. Smith. Yeah. And then, well, I went to a maths tutor after that. Uh, Mr. Graves? No, I won't. Mrs. Keller? Dad just missed Keller, but then she left, didn't she? Yeah. And her, her replacement took over, but I can't remember what her name was. But yeah, no, I, I we must have been in the same tutor. I can't even remember being in the same tutor as you. <laughs> I can't remember my tutor whatsoever, to be honest, but... The only reason I remember is because like, almost every single Luke in our year group was in that tutor group. <laughs> I remember there being four Lukes in that tutor group. I remember that definitely. So uh, let's do the register. We have uh, Luke. Uh, Luke. All four of us are saying yes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> if you answer oh. for every single Luke, you can't have not answered. Exactly. You're, you, you, you just covered your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Wow. Um Well we're coming up to a hundred minutes. Well we've hit a hundred minutes now. Okay. Uh I'm happy to call it there, viewer. Sure, let's let's call it. I I honestly I'm try I'm I can't think of anything to talk about now, so I mean, we start to talk about Woodham, you know, we've exhausted lots of options. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee by the moment we stop, we'll start talking again. So, oh, I, I should have talked about this or this. I'm just camera shy. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even have a camera on right now. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, okay. Well, thank you for tuning in, then. Um, to the people tuned in. Um, I, we will be back at 2pm next Thursday. I will have my webcam because I'll be in my new accommodation um, and yeah I'll, I'll catch you then is there anything you want to close with uh, yeah a little information about Spotify and things like that okay go um, ahead I'm thinking Saturday sort of like towards tea time like half five UK time that sort of thing and it'll go out the same even if we change the live streaming date it's probably not going to affect the Spotify upload date yes so Spotify half five, um, wait it's BST at the moment, isn't it? Yes. On a Saturday. Lucky, um, I'm offended by that. Deeply. <laughs> we all know I'm better in every aspect. It's just not true, is it? <laughs> it just is true. <laughs> okay. Well, you heard it here first. Five p.m. on Saturday. Look out for the podcast on spotify and like luke said during the week we might change the times because we are both university students and um, so we have to build around timings 
but we will make it go live on Spotify, uh, iTunes, I believe you said we do as well. Um, I, I, 5 I can actually check. Let's, let's check right now what Anchor uploads onto. Yes. And you'll be able to see my face as of next week, Loki. Okay, view public site. We've got Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and that's it. Oh, so there's no iTunes. So everything he's just listed is where you can find this podcast from 5pm Saturday. That is the 10th of October. So we will be back next week at 2pm on the Thursday and it will go live again on the Saturday at 5pm. So if you want to be here live and interacting chat, make sure to pop in by youtube.com forward slash being viper. And if you want to be listening to the Spotify, make sure to search Luke Luke Life on Spotify, Google Podcast, My Pocket, or or just rewind to what Luke said. (laughs) Let's get back a minute. And I'll see you next week. Adios.